Welcome to Holistic Hearts, a place to dive deeper into living holistically, a place where my mom shares thoughts on living fully, creating intentionally, and empowering others to come along with her in this journey. everyone. Welcome to another episode of Holistic Hearts. I have a good friend of mine. Just so excited to have you back on the show, Jennifer. This is Jennifer Pickett. She's here again, my sweet little Alabama voice friend. (laughs) (laughs) She is the host of Healthy Harmony podcast and dietitian turned into functional medicine health coach. And she is joining me again because I wanted to pick her brain as we continue on our series of pursuing wellness. And specifically, we are going to be talking about nutrition. And I thought, hey, you know what? I'm going to bring her back on because she is going to be perfect for this conversation. So welcome back. Thank you so much. I love your podcast and I love being back here with you. I think you and I, when we start talking, we could just talk for hours on end because we're very passionate about the exact same things. And that's just that complete complete transformation mm-hmm. of body, mind, and soul health. And how can we, how can we do that in a realistic manner? Yes, absolutely. And I think when I've heard you speak, especially on your podcast, um, you have such gold nuggets for all the women that are listening. Um, <clears throat> so with our audience, we have lots of moms, we have um, a little bit of older women, maybe in their late forties, early fifties. And you know, when you're covering the topic of nutrition, it can feel gigantic. And where do we even begin? So I would love for you to just share what, excuse me, what would you, if you had a captive audience of women in person right now, how would you start this huge conversation of nutrition? It is such a confusing and conflicting world of nutrition. I mean, even me doing additional research and trying to stay up to date. I mean, I look at all the things and and all the influencers and the experts saying things and I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, because there's a there's a reality between what they're saying we're supposed to do and what we can realistically do because we have lives. But I firmly believe we need to take a very, very simple approach. Yeah. So honestly, the best place to start is mindfulness. Mm. Being very mindful. Okay, where am I at right now? What am I feeding my family? Mm-hmm. What kind of habits, routines, patterns have we gotten into? Mm-hmm. Have we gotten into that habit of, it's summertime, things are just kind of laid back and we're not, we don't really have a plan and we're just, maybe we're eating too late at night or we're, you know, just running out and getting fast food. What patterns have we fallen into? Mm-hmm. And um, secondly, from a, from a woman's perspective, being very aware of what her body is telling her about the food she's putting in. Mm-hmm. The body is wonderful about giving signals. Yeah, And it's so important that we stop and we listen to those signals. We pay attention. Now, as, as moms, we're great at listening to everybody else, listening to everybody else's body. Mm-hmm. We don't listen to our own. Yeah. So when it comes to nutrition, the best place to start is mindfulness. Yeah. Meaning, okay, when I eat this for lunch, let's say I have a hamburger and fries for lunch. Sounds yummy, right? But how do I feel after lunch? 
Do I feel tired? Do I feel sluggish? Do I feel like I can't barely function unless I have a big old nap? And then even the nap doesn't even fix the tired. Mm -hmm. Do I feel like I have some brain fog? Do I have a headache? So just becoming very, very self-aware of what does my body do with certain foods Mm -hmm. can make a huge difference because I firmly believe once we become mindful, then we kind of make that shift to being more intentional wait a minute, maybe I don't need to have that for lunch because I have a big afternoon and I have a lot of clients I need to see. I have people depending on me. So I don't need to eat that for lunch. I want to be sharp. I want to be at my best. I don't want to feel tired. Mm -hmm. So it really starts with mindfulness and then we shift to being a little bit more intentional. That's the first step. I love that. Well, and I love that you hit on, it can be so overwhelming when we you know, research or, um, you know, what's the best diet for me? What's the, um, you know, what's the latest influencer saying is the best way to go? Is it keto? Is it gluten-free? Is it da, 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 da? And yes. just such a simple step of what is your body saying? Like, I love that of, and you've also talked about how food is medicine. It's not like yes. medicine. It actually is medicine. Can you touch it's on that? Medicine. Because I think it just weaves so perfectly into that. Yeah, I think we have to remember that God put these foods on earth for a reason. Mm-hmm. And um, you look at the variety and everything you get from these plant-based foods, the foods that God put on earth, what I call those real whole foods. Like you look at these foods, you know exactly what they are. They don't necessarily need a label. Mm-hmm. And you start to realize, okay, this has everything I need. So how can we incorporate more of those foods. So when I say food is medicine, it is healing. It is soothing to the body. It does so much in the body. It offers so much protection Mm -hmm. from disease, from, you know, everything we come in contact with. And it offers energy. It gives us, it's, it's also fuel. So Food is fuel. It obviously gives you energy so you can go. Um, You need energy to run just like your car needs gas. Food is also information. Mm-hmm. So I think in the past we've always we've just looked at food as okay, food is fuel. Got it. Okay, that's it. But that's not the end of the story. Food is also information. It tells the body what to do. Mm-hmm. So what kind of information are you putting in your body? If you're getting really bad outputs, look at the input. It's like a computer programmer. You know, he's got a key in the right code. And I'm not the technology person, but <laughs> he's got a key in that right code to make sure you get some that computer functioning properly. So food is also um, information. And yes, definitely food is medicine. It can heal and restore the body. And then that final component is food is connection. Hmm. And we cannot forget that. Food is what brings us together. Can you imagine if you and I went to a party and they did not have any food, like none. We would be like, would be so weird. what is wrong? Like, what, what's going on? Bless her heart. What happened? Like, I can't believe this. We would wonder what was wrong. And food is what brings us together. We gather over food. So our approach to food needs to be taken into consideration. All four of those things. Food is fuel. Food is information. Food is medicine. And finally, food is connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think to piggyback off of that, um, when we're talking about simplicity, because we were just talking about right before we pressed record, that simplicity is everything when it comes to nutrition. It has to be simple. Um, 
And when we talk about food being a connector, the simple question is, you know, going back to that mindset of what are we telling ourselves about the foods that we're eating Mm -hmm. or, um, I mean, even just the simple conversation of, oh, it's easier to go get fast food than it is to make a meal at home with fresh veggies and that in simple form is really just a quicker, you think it's quicker, but it's actually not (laughs) like you could just make a a healthy meal at home and have that same, uh, instant gratification of, you know, cut up fresh bell peppers and, you know, saute some, uh, I love Adele's sausage. It's like a chicken apple sausage. You can get it at Costco. That's like one of our go-to meals of quick meals is that sausage, the bell peppers and a salad. And yeah. So I, can you hit on the connection with food and mindset? Because I think that's a big hurdle for a lot of people. Cause you can say, Oh, I want to eat a whole food diet, but when the rubber meets the road and your day starts going, and then there's the slew of, uh, just have some chips and a soft drink and that's all I can eat mm-hmm. today. But you started out well, but you ended up going down that track. How would you coach yeah. that? Um, I, I tell you, I can give you two specific examples because again, it starts with mindfulness. Okay, and just real like being self-aware. What is my mindset towards healthy eating? Mm. So one of my clients, Rachel, I'd been working with her some time, and and she had really gotten very good at practicing mindfulness and being self-aware and listening. And she said, Jennifer, I realize that my mindset towards healthy eating is that healthy eating is not fun. Mm. I was like, okay, good. Like that mindfulness is great. So let's kind of unpack that. Let's like, let's think about that. Like, where does that come from? You know, and of course, a lot of these things come from our childhood, which that's, Mm -hmm. this is a, that's another conversation I want us to have. But a lot of these mindsets comes from our childhood because we, we might've had a mom Mm -hmm. that was on a very strict diet and healthy eating is not fun. It is not good. It doesn't taste good. It's not rewarding. It's boring, etc. So she realized her mindset as we shifted her mindset and we talked about some things that she enjoys and how to enjoy those in a healthy manner, everything shifted. Yeah. Another client of mine, Vanessa, again, mindfulness and she, Vanessa realized, you know what? I've always thought healthy meals for my family have to be really complicated. And so as we talked about that and we were discussing meal ideas for her family that her family would eat, um, she was like, it doesn't have to be complicated, but I had in my mind that it's complicated. And so you just gave a wonderful example of a super quick and easy meal that you can whip together in no time. And so we have to look at our mindset towards healthy living, towards healthy eating, towards nutrition, and look at that mindset and see, okay, where do I need to make some adjustments here? Mm -hmm. Um, And then that food is connection piece. We've got to look at our family unit and how we're approaching food. This is, (laughs) yeah, this is where it gets a little bit tough. And this is where as moms, we need to be so cautious. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very outspoken about diets. I hate diets. Mm -hmm. Everybody that comes to me has tried all of them and they have failed all of them. And they feel very, very guilty and ashamed. The stat is that 95% of diets fail. Wow. Is it you that fails or is it the diet? 
That's a good distinction. I'm going to tell you, it's the diet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, In fact, they want you to fail that diet. This is a very big billion dollar industry. I mean, just, you know, it's, it's huge. They want you to fail the program. They want you to fail the diet so that you'll do it again. You'll pay your money. You'll do it again. But this time with more willpower and more determination, and it still doesn't work. While we're trying all the things and doing all the things diet related, who's watching us? Yeah. Our Our kids kids are watching us. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love the fact that you're like, hey, I'm talking about nutrition on my podcast. Like this is important because the bottom line is who's going to teach your kids about nutrition? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, that's up to us. It's up to us. Absolutely. And it feels tricky. I, I mean, on a personal note, I have a almost 15-year-old daughter. And in our family, we do, we do have celiac, so the conversation on food is a lot. Um, and there is a very tricky balance with teenagers, especially girls of how you word it, how, um, I mean, the conversations that have been had, especially between me and her is you can choose to have that junk food or, or whatever. That's fine. And you know the consequences of how you're going to feel. And, and she sometimes will willingly choose that of like, that's okay, mom. I'm, that's okay. That's where I'm at today. And I really think that allowing them to see their choices and it's just that simple, like, if you're going to eat junk food, you're going to feel like poo, (laughs) you know, like A plus B equals Z. And just that simple conversation versus shame and walking that line very delicately of not shaming her for making choices like that. Right. Um, when there's already a, uh, delicate line with her walking out, having celiac and, Mm -hmm. and it almost gives her a little bit of an advantage seeing, um, an opportunity to, uh, how do I want to say that? Like she has been glutened before. And she knows how awful it made her feel. So she sees that connection of food actually affecting how she feels. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of her friends struggle with that concept of if I eat Doritos and Dr. Pepper all day long and then I get sick, that connection is not quite there for them yet. But it is such a real conversation, even as an adult of... Um, you know, trying to walk that line of wanting to eat well, wanting to eat what's best for your body and that mindfulness of how is this food making me feel and to get away from the diet culture and that shame and the guilt. And that's very present in so many lives and including my own that I've had to work with a coach like you um, and in uh, with a different coach who really had to call me out on being so structured that when I did make mistake, my cortisol was up, everything else was affected. Like just the pure guilt just made it 
10 times worse than it actually was. Like, oh my gosh, I ate, you know, six cookies instead of one. (laughs) And she's like, well, you're throwing yourself in a tizzy right now when you could just say, okay, I did it. I'm going to suffer the consequences and that's it. It's over. Yeah. And yeah, so that's a big one that I see in my own clients too, of just that struggle of letting go of past choices of food. Have you seen that? Oh my goodness. Yes. You know, in fact, I'll have a client say, well, I cheated. And I was like, no, tell me, tell me about that word. Cause yeah. I, that's not a word that I use. That's, you know, I don't, I don't discuss like cheap meals and cause I just don't believe in that approach. I mean, um, and you know, I always say the same thing. If you get a flat tire, you don't slash the other three tires to match <laughs> that flat tire. No, you fix the tire, you keep going. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. And, you know, but it's it's all in our approach to food. If we're looking at food as a coping mechanism rather than nourishment for our body and our mind and our soul, then, then we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, food should not be a coping mechanism. And I think when it comes to our kids, it has to be a very, very positive approach. And like you said, this is a very careful balance. Yeah. I mean, I know sometimes I want to get a little bit overzealous and I just want to teach them because I want them to see. And I, I know some things that they may not understand right there, mm-hmm. right now. And I want to emphasize that to them. But I've also realized it's important sometimes to take a step back and let them learn on their own. Mm, Yeah, that's good. And realize when it's a good time for a conversation, when it's not a good time for a conversation. Mm -hmm. Because maybe I I have a teenage daughter as well. She's 16 and I have a 14-year-old son. And so sometimes our teens are just in a they're in a tailspin. They're in a downward spiral. Mm -hmm. It is not the time to have a conversation with them about anything, much less (laughs) what they're putting in their mouth. Right. Um, But I think too, on the flip side of that is understanding when it is a good time, approaching that in a very positive manner. And how can we empower our kids to make good decisions on their own? Mm -hmm. Not just, I'm going to choose this food because mom's making me, she's Mm -hmm. so strict about what I eat, but how can we empower our kids to make those good decisions? And that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And like you were saying at the beginning, we are setting the example ultimately. Mm -hmm. So how we are unconsciously putting food on the table (laughs) and maybe that mindset of, you know, healthy eating is not fun is there. That's going to be picked up by them. And so it really does start with your own work, your own digging into those deep mindsets of what's your narrative and the story that you're telling yourself about food. Um, maybe you have a past with food and, and that's not yet been touched on. And mm-hmm. it's just such a great opportunity for holistic wellness. Like what we've talked about, what we're both passionate about. And yeah, so I love that just t- talking about family, talking about our own mindset, um, the simplicity. So let's walk out before we end. So if somebody wants to really dive deeper into a holistic uh, wellness nutrition um, outlook, how do they simply begin with that? Um, again, I think it's uh, 
mindfulness is always a great place to start. And I'm just a really big fan of getting some help. Yeah. You know, um, I had a, a client this morning, Amanda, say, I know what to do. I have the knowledge. Like, I really do know what to do. Yeah. But I was having a hard time being consistent and getting it done. Hmm. And through our coaching, she said, it's just the accountability. It's the encouragement. Like, I know you're going to ask me. And that's made all the difference in the world. And so that's what I love to do in coaching is help a woman make the shift from knowing to doing. That's good. We all really, really know what to do. Mm -hmm. But the beauty of coaching is just having somebody to brainstorm with. And that might be brainstorming easy family meals. It might be brainstorming, um, hey, what are some good nutrition strategies for me? Because I need I need some more energy. I need some productivity. What are some areas where I've allowed some things in and it's not making a big difference? Mm-hmm. Um, but the two, the two main nutrition strategies that I really want to emphasize here, because I think they're so simple and they work for everybody. Number one, um, <laughs> use that, that real food approach. Like that's yes. it. Stick to real whole foods. Those foods you easily recognize, they are they don't necessarily need a label. I also put it like this. What are the foods that don't have a marketing team? I love that. All those box processed foods in the middle of the grocery store, they have very high paid marketing teams mm-hmm. that's trying to make their product look quote unquote healthy and we know it's not. Yeah. And so what are those foods that they don't have a marketing team? Like broccoli? Broccoli doesn't have a marketing team. Now, I will say there's an exception. I think in recent years, maybe cauliflower somehow got a marketing team. <laughs> that is true. I don't know what the deal is. Cauliflower, everything. So they, they might have a marketing team. But that's one strategy eat real foods. Mm-hmm. The second strategy is think addition versus subtraction. I love that concept. Don't you love that? Mm-hmm. So when we think addition, what foods do I need to add in? Do I need to add in some more vegetables? Have we been eating enough vegetables as a family? You know what? We can add some more in. Do I need to add in some more fruits? Do I need to add in some more leafy greens? Do I need to make sure I'm getting enough protein? So think of the foods you need to be adding in. And the concept is to crowd out some of those things that you don't need Mm -hmm. versus the whole concept of subtraction, that diet mentality, here's the list of everything I can have. Yeah. You know, if you and I were to come on this podcast and start talking about the evils of all the bad foods, and we said, okay, you can't have chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. All of the listeners would be grabbing a chocolate chip cookie after the podcast, right? Because right. then, you know, we said you can't have it. So it's like that rebellious, I'm going to eat it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And then you crave it. If you tell yourself, I can't have that again, you're going to crave it. So that subtraction mentality, the list of forbidden foods, the diet mentality, all of the rules, that only leads to failure, which leads to guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. So that concept of addition versus subtraction is one that I use a lot with my clients. How can we add in? And instead of focusing on calories and all that, that conversation, how can we focus on optimizing nutrition? How can I get more color from vegetables, from fruit in my diet to where I'm getting that optimal nutrition. That That's the, the bottom line. Yeah. I've loved the color concept. It's so simple. And mm-hmm. even just looking at your plates for breakfast, lunch, and dinner of like, how can I add one more color? Or, you know, because you could sit there with a sandwich and you got your chips <laughs> and be like, yeah. 
I need, there's no color in any of that. So why don't you add tomato and lettuce and some carrot sticks on the side, maybe some celery with peanut butter and cucumber. I mean, that's just so simple and really cannot ever get too much veggies by themselves. So that's like genius way to fill up your tummy with great nutritional value and great energy and paying attention to those uh, feedback from your body of that was a great choice. Oh, maybe my stomach doesn't like celery or maybe, you know, just even listening to those cues of um, healthier choices too. So, oh, Jennifer, this is so good. And I really recommend to anybody who is listening, who wants to dive deeper into the nutritional conversation, even in go with a functional health coach. I highly recommend Jennifer. She is phenomenal. And as you could hear, she has loads of wisdom for her clients already. And I don't doubt that she's got something for you too. So you guys check her out. I'll post a link below, go check out her podcast. And, um, yeah, what else, where else can we find you on Facebook? What's your group name? Uh, on Facebook and on Instagram, I'm at Inspire Healthy Harmony. And then I do have a group, uh, a Facebook group that's very interactive and we share recipes and yes. tips and tricks and look at mindset and mindfulness and uh, movement. And that is Functional Medicine for Weight Loss, Body, Mind, Soul, Wellness for Women. So I can make sure you have that link. That's yes. a very long name, <laughs> but it's just a fantastic group of women. And uh, we just get to encourage each other in our health journeys. That's awesome. Yep. So go check it out. I'd love for you to become one of her clients because she is a gift, you guys. All right. Thanks, you guys, for listening today and for joining us on another episode of Holistic Arts. Thanks for listening to Holistic Arts. As always, leave a review and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like to find out more about my mom and all the things she is writing about, go to www.kristenfieldschadwick.com.